The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, we have a delightful episode of UFC Unfiltered today. Matt and I chat with uh, Kamaru Usman calls in, and we talk to him, and we talk about Rumble Johnson, and we have fun. I'm going to the restroom now. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now... Your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Did UFC tell you guys to take the name of your company out of the intro? Are you obsessed with that shit? <laughs> no, it's a, it was I have a, a new question. Company's every decision. Why? They don't um, like the show. No, it's just trying to figure out like what the new branding is or whatever for the new company that type of thing. They don't like our show. No, they love. They're the show. embarrassed to be associated with us. I don't blame them. No. I'm an embarrassing person. Both them and Ray Borg doesn't want to have anything to do with this. You show. know, it's funny with Ray Borg. I, I was thinking about yeah. him. I wonder because we were so annoyed that he wouldn't talk to us. But but I'm wondering was he sick? Because that was like a week and a half ago. Was Ray sick? Because he had a viral thing which caused the uh, the main event to be canceled. So I'm wondering if Ray might have been sick at that point or battling something. He might have not been up feeling up to it. He might have been in fluid uh, bedridden. Mm, you're trying to give the guy a pass. No, but I'm saying that when the flight was canceled, fight was canceled because of that, there may have been a legit reason. So I don't want to be annoyed at a guy and turns out he was sick. Yeah, they said he was like struggling to get through the open workouts and all the media stuff. Like he was. Yeah, sick but he still could have talked to us for five minutes. All right, so <laughs> bullshit. Um, oh, at least yeah. Demetrius came on. He was upbeat, happy, ready to go. Had no idea the next day <laughs> that the fight would be canceled. So we sounded like dicks. Like, boy, these out of touch guys. We didn't know, though, Matt. <laughs> we didn't, what How are we, we know? supposed to know? What are we, what are hey, we fucking. Listen, Notre Dame's? Yeah. No. But, hey, listen, <clears throat> we have a lot of good fights to talk about. Oh, Because I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't want to go right to the main. We should, we should like, ease, ease, the, ease into it. Okay. No? Because we jump on. We get so excited. First of all, not this, uh, nobody would think that I'm being the professional, but I actually had the, I was going to go use the restroom to do a number one. And then uh, I saw you guys, I heard you guys chattering. Yeah. Oh, about this fight, about that fight. Why don't you save it for air a little bit? Because well, it's almost like you're going to shoot your load. Who was chattering? You and, and the guy across. It was more Chris. Chris. It was more me. Chris, Chris does can't get, stop up bringing he, fights up. He, he does. Stop. He gets excited. I like the enthusiasm, though. Yeah. But uh, we like, Matt likes it to be fresh on the air. I said Matt's a better radio guy than either of us because you're supposed to keep the conversation fresh and alive. Should. You don't have the same chat twice. Yeah. So uh, we shouldn't talk about it off the air. But Chris raised a, a good point. I want to talk about one fight I would love to talk about. Let's go. And, and to me, um, we that, talked before yeah. about the... Uh, the other day about uh, Gavin Tucker, this uh, at the time undefeated prospect, and uh, what was he seven and oh six? I don't know what his record was before, 
Yeah, six and zero. Fighting, uh, you know, veteran Rick Glenn. What a tremendous, Ooh. tremendous fight! What a tremendous beating! Yeah, Rick Glenn. He's a tough dude. He, now I watched Dana tweet. Dana, Dana tweeted, "This ref sucks." Was he tweeting that during that fight because the ref wasn't stopping yeah. it? Yeah. He was right. I, actually, oh. I watched the fight later. That was a terrible, terrible thing to not stop that in the, in the middle or, or towards the end of the third round. I'm, right. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Gavin Tucker's 11-1 and one now. 11-1. Yeah, and one. One. He's 11-0. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gavin Tucker is a tough motherfucker, man. Who did Gavin Tucker fight before that in the UFC? Uh, Sam Cecilia. That was his debut. Oh. Where he, really impressive. I mean, and, and tell me more about um, Glenn really quick. I want to hear more about He only him. has one N in his name, Rick, unlike most Glens. <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick Glenn, who actually has two Ns. No, he doesn't. It's on here. It says two Glenn. Is it two ends? Rick yeah. Glenn? Is that his? Is that yes? That's his real. That's what his you real talking name, about, yeah. I thought it was Rick Glenn. With I, no. all right, I'm sorry. I can't stay mad at you. I'm sorry. I'm not even I'm mad. Trying to help you. But go ahead, tell me. Before the Gavin Tucker fight, he had a split decision win over Philippe Nover. Uh, okay. At UFC 208, he has a loss to Evan Dunham, a unanimous decision loss. No shame in that, though. Evan Dunham's like really like a dark horse. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's always been. I mean, and that was his first UFC fight actually for uh, Rick Glenn. So he's two and one now in the UFC. Uh, that that performance was a was really just so it was actually so dominant. I forgot the score uh, the scorecards, but one of them was like I think thirty twenty four. Thirty twenty four was one of them. Yeah, that right. That was. I four. was not happy with the ref because some guys are too tough for their own good, and then and and you know what? Afterwards, I heard he was thank, saying, "No, oh, I'm glad the ref allowed it to go." But you know what? There's a certain point when you know the guy's not coming back, and he's not defending himself. Uh, correctly, he was and flailing a little bit, trying yeah, to just do something was, to keep it going. Right. Because the guy's obviously uh, got a, a ton of heart. He's a warrior. He's not looking for a way out. No, but that's why the ref is there. You, you got to protect the fighters from themselves sometimes. So, you know, at towards the end, especially, uh, listen, a, a minute, minute and a half—that's a long time for the for it to go. To it, it, you know what I mean? To be getting hit and not giving any offense back, not defending yourself, just taking these shots. When you're, you know, semi-coherent, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that ref, I'm like, who do, I'm like, who is this guy, this ref? I didn't even recognize him. So I don't know if he's a new ref or whatever, but man, he sucked. Well, did you see the opening? I talk about, was it a spinning back kick that he wound up, because he came out with such energy yeah. that he almost got choked. Like, uh, you know, because Joe yeah. kept talking about and, and, and what a veteran this guy was <laughs> and just a crafty veteran. And a lot of times these young guys who are, who are great, fight these really experienced guys. Like Yaya Rodriguez, Frankie Edgar is a great example exactly. of what happens when you take a guy who's young and extremely yeah. talented and extremely hard to beat, but they just fight one of these guys that knows how to beat a talented young guy. Right, and he's got 25 fights, Rick Lynn, Fucking so. veteran, yeah. and, and Frankie's another guy. It's like he, they watch a, a young guy like this and they go, I know exactly what to do because yeah. I've faced three other guys who fight like this. So to watch him uh, almost choke him immediately, that should have alarmed Tucker a lot. Yeah, well, he did the same thing, not to the same extent. Obviously, he won his last fight, Gavin Tucker, when he was in Halifax. But he, you could see that he started to get a little tired into the third yeah. round because, you know, he he started out so so, you know, amped up. I, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I also just wanted to say, Gavin Tucker. Meanwhile, like like you mentioned, released that statement. You know, thanking the ref for not stopping it, and he's tough as nails. But he's got a lot of like he has a couple of facial fractures now. Well, his so face, he, the right side was swollen, wasn't it? Yeah, he's got a, both orbital bones. I think are cracked. So wow. he's got some. some how, serious how, that how, ref was terrible. Yeah, right. how, fucking terrible. How old is Gavin Tucker? Um, Sixty-one. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm not good at guessing. Uh, 25, I'm going to guess. He is 31. Actually. I suck at now, guessing. Now, this is the problem also. It's not even so much for the guy, man, like, all right, you let the guy take some abuse. But that could, that, that's like, some of these beatings could be a career shortener. Yep. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's really the problem here. It's not about, man, maybe he could have been, ba- you know, you give him every, I know you want to give him every chance. You don't want to be, yeah, um, you know, uh, you don't want yeah, to Neldrick Taylor it where you stop at 10 seconds before, you know. Exactly. When I was thinking of Mario uh, uh, Yamasaki. Yep. That I always, I always get it. I'm always afraid I'm going to say ca- the, the the motorcycle. Yeah, I know Yamasaki. I know. Carousel. Or the little heart. But yeah, yeah. did, they, Dana, no, but did I mean, Dana have feelings about that heart? He didn't I care he for it. Like it. Yeah. I don't think he cared for it. I don't listen. That that that's. I'm, I'm just saying. If you do, uh, there is some. You know, you're uh, the refs got a tough job, but I don't know, man. Was that guy blind? I mean, that, and I mean, we're watching. He's up close. He's hearing those shots. He's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You can't be afraid of what the, if you've seen a guy had enough, you can't be afraid of what the popular decision is going to be. No. And Glenn dropped him in the first round. He had a hard left hand around. He dropped him. He he, he knocked him down. I mean, he was, what was the reach advantage he had? He he had a very significant reach advantage, which uh, he was just a really complete fighter. We got, um, you know what I? You know what I? I I was watching the fights. Now wait, what 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 do we do that day? Saturday. I'm trying to go over my day. You, you break dancing now, right? Oh, you know what I did? Oh. I know what I did. My buddy, <laughs> fucking out of my mind. I found out the day before. Um, one of Hensel Gracie's black belts, George Cernak, was opening up a school in Denville, uh, Denville, New Jersey. And it's uh, Western Jersey, I believe. Yeah, I guess is it. Yeah, there was a horrible gig out there called yeah. Betty's Fireside. For comedians, used to do it, and it was like where you knew you were standing on a bar and surrounded, and you knew you were a dead man when you went on there. Betty's Fireside in Denville. Why? I believe it was just a tough, tough fucking crowd. gig. I never had terrible. Th- I never did great there, but that was known for being the worst gig in New Jersey. It seemed like a like, and he's he's on this little strip. It reminded me of like a. Like something out of Stand By Me or something out of like a Stephen King movie. It was oh. nice though. It was a nice area. And I found out the day before, one of my black belts is going, oh yeah, I'm going over to get the grand opening. So I go, you know what? Let me take a ride. So I surprised my friend over there. It was nice to do that. And I seen his students and we got a beer afterwards. But I made it back for the prelims and everything else. Why am I bringing up my day? Because mm. you're a good guy. No, yeah, I know. But it had this... Oh, I know why. Because usually I'm watching a fight with somebody. I really, I try to. You know what I mean? I have somebody over. Sure. Buddy and some people over. So I didn't have anybody. So who would I call? I thought you might be your, your face, you know, somewhere <laughs> it shouldn't be or doing a chip thing. So I call Chris the producer. And I call him excited. Not weird excited. I had nothing except, to do. Oh, I would have called you. What I think was... you always got a gig. I'm like, who can I talk to that I know is just doing nothing but what? Chris! You went to He's Matt not Thomas? going out, killing it on stage. No, he was at my house, but he, he called I, me. He wanted me to. Oh, uh, it wasn't like a I real wanted him to part. remind yeah. me of some shit because I was excited. And that, that I'll t- where am I looking at? Uh, Sarah, where is it? Sarah Morass. Morass. Mor- Mor- How do you pronounce it? Yeah, I think it's Morass. Morass. Like yeah. What a great Morris. fight. I right. enjoyed the hell. And the other girl was tough too. Uh, Ash, uh, Ashley Evans. Ashley uh, um, Evans Smith, right? Yes. She, a tough, but. You know, just because you know an arm lock is coming, you, may, you know, I, I see this thing coming. You have to, you should nip that thing in the bud. These, Can let me ask those, you, what should Smith have done against the cage when she knew wait, well, that she's trying to get her off the cage? Well, let's start off with, I mean, that was actually going against, that was worse uh, for uh, Sarah. Because she was making, even Joe Rogan would say, now this is kind of hard for her because she can't maneuver. No, no, I meant what should Smith have done when she was in the danger well, no, of this wait. and she knows the other girl's trying to pull her off the well, cage the and flip on her back. There's, there's several arm lock escapes you could, that, that 
I could show you, but oh, I know the number. The, the number one thing is you have to stay squared up. Do not allow them to get an angle. So you seen she was coming up. I believe she had her around her head, where it's like a you're leaving the arm there. It's one thing if you're leaving it there, and some guys like like Frankie Edgar or somebody will be in the guard. And then you're looking for that arm. He'll posture up and then come back down with an elbow. Right. And she was staying there, and she's staying, and you're seeing Sarah come around. Get the it, you could you could count it in like three or four Mississippi. You've seen it coming. But she wasn't respecting it, or I don't know what she was thinking. Because I've seen, you know, I've seen this before with some guys maybe do that, then posture up and or use it to pass. She allowed her to get that arm uh, tangled up, get her in the arm lock position, and because maybe she's used to taking it away. Also, do you think that maybe she didn't respect uh, Morris on the ground as much? Possibly, but I don't know why. I mean, Morris is has got a good ground game. Yeah. And but but when she had that arm lock, what I love about it is when uh Ashley went to to stack her. Uh Sarah was doing a beautiful thing, the right thing. She wasn't allowing herself to get squared back up where she had to just go back to guard. She was bringing her head when Ashley went to put all the weight on her shoulders so she can't raise her hips for the arm lock. Sarah underneath was bringing her head between the legs of Ashley making Ashley fall forward. Now you got a choice. I'm either keeping my base or keeping my arm. See, that's what was going on. Wasn't she and using she her kept foot? doing it. Wasn't she using her foot at one point? I know to prevent it, she was putting her foot yes, under Sarah's but, neck. Right. But there was something else too. This, uh, wasn't Sarah trying to use her foot for something? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm vaguely remembering um, this. Why well, I, I don't trying to pull the momentum she forward, was, right? She was trying to make yeah. space by had her she was, by having her foot in her neck. But she had a nice grip on that arm. And sometimes, just like the MMA gloves sometimes could hinder a choke, it could just make it annoying, and they get sticky with the arm locks, where, where normally a girl could maybe get out at the end. Now you got the, a little more you got some, the glove, some yeah. stick there. Yeah, you're getting stuck. And uh, she had a nice bite on that arm, and she was stubborn with it, and she was doing the right things to break that grip. She deserved that arm lock. It was a beautiful thing. I was so excited. I... I had to tell my wife she didn't really care. <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, Chris, what are you doing? Did I text you first or I just called you? No, you called. I just called. So what should she have done when when uh, when, uh, when Sarah has her and they're against the cage? You know Sarah wants to pull her off the cage and flip her on her back. What is Evan Smith supposed to do in that well, position? Well, listen, let's say, let me, let's just uh, on bar defense 101, let's say my right arm's in jeopardy. I can't bring it back to my, like if I'm here, let me move this thing around here a little bit. Like if I'm, uh, they, let's say they got the legs over my head and my arm is between the legs, and they're looking to raise the, this arm. I can't. And meanwhile, bring, I, you, you, you I have can't a bent? bring. Yes, I can't bring my. Let's say my right arm is in jeopardy. I can't bring it up to my left hand because they have it locked. They have it sure. practically straight. I have to put all my weight, and I have to grab my opposite bicep, and then I'm going to hold the leg. So now it's hard to straighten this arm. It might be tied up in here, right? But okay. it's hard to straighten this. Sure. And then from here, I stack, shake, shake, shake to get that elbow out, pinch this in, and I look to pass. The guard, or at the very least, my arms uh, escaped. I don't know if that. Is if it's hard to translate, I'll, I will say this: I'm watching <laughs> Matt do it, and I still don't understand it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I tried to explain that. No, it's a hard. It's, it's rough. It's, it's rough hard if you're not a jujitsu. Yes. Well, you have to like basically you're figure fouring. You're here, and you're. Hold on, Matt. You're saying it's here. almost like I'm doing a a, a, a Monteleone. A Macarena. A real oh, naked sorry. choke. A Macarena. That's what it is like, right? It is. I am doing like the Macarena. I like the party, Jimmy. I know you can dance, right? Yeah. Fucking dance till your feet get tired. Anyway, yes, she's got to. She's got to go, you know, number one thing, take away the angle. That was Take beautiful. away the angle. Ow! Take away the angle. Hey, wait, is that is that? Sometimes I'm walking around my class, I just yell, and maybe it's the attack. Pass the guard! Wait, was taking away the angle what? what she was doing? Is that what she was doing against the cage? <laughs> yeah, uh, or no? 
against the cage. Taking away the I'm angle. What does that mean? Take away the angle. Yes. If you have me in an arm lock, Jimmy. Fucking power bomb you! If I have you in, a, if I have you in an listen. arm lock, you're in a coffin. <laughs> I just, that's the only way I get you in an arm lock. Listen, you said I'd be dead. I don't think you're threatening me. Look, no, you'd be say, dead for me to do look, it. See how we're squared up here? You're not gonna be able to. If you're squared up, you're never gonna have a. a if you throw that leg right over my face, the arm would be very. The, lo- the arm lock would be very loose. Your hips would be very low on my arm. You need the proper angle to get that that arm lock. So in other words, you should be looking at my ear. You understand? Instead of looking face to face, you have to get that angle. So I keep my shoulders and my hips square with yours. You see? And then I look the posture up. And then I'll fucking Macarena all day long on your face with elbows, motherfucker. Drop some heavy elbows. Yeah, I got excited <laughs> towards the end. I did some Kimoras this morning. You did. Um, so listen. By the way, I, watching someone it. drop elbows with like like uh, like Glenn was doing on, uh, on Gavin Tucker, there is something so great about watching somebody drop elbows. Heavy elbows. Yes. Oh, that's a, a very hard thing to take. God, I love, I love it all. There's so many things that don't look as painful because they're like, like a big kick to the head looks painful, but you forget. And who is a Cormier? I think was saying, folks, why are the jabs not significant strikes? The jabs hurt. <laughs> right. They hurt. Getting jab. Yes. They said Larry Holmes jab. I mean, it gets boxing, but it was like getting hit with a fucking mule's leg. Yeah. You know, a, a good jab hurts. The commentary this weekend I thought was great. Those I guys awesome. like, seemed I liked, like they had a great time. It was I liked awesome. uh, uh, the champ. Well, the next he champ. sounds happy. Oh, we don't know. He might be the champ again. He sounds happy. Talking about, uh, he must know. Daniel Cormier. Yeah, DC. I call DC. him. Um, I thought he was great with him and Joe. Yeah, that was, they were they were good. How tough was Mitch Clark? By the way, did you uh, see that uh, the Alex White? So uh, tough. Yeah, that was two fights in a row. Was he? Very tough. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I thought you were going there. No, I would never. No, do I that. you let, led me into like you wanted uh, you had a joke. No. How tough is? No. Oh, okay. No. It's a good fight. <laughs> How tough is he? I don't oh, know he I'm was going. so He's... tough. If he was any tougher, I'd probably say the same thing. Guy who's bad at improv. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> guy who's fucking... Who, Dean Thomas? Oh, right. uh, no. Dean's a, Dean's a very funny stand-up, by the way. Stop it. Why wasn't he with... Stop the... it. Right, well, Just because he he's a former fighter, you don't got to say that. But I watched his stand-up. I liked it. Did he get kicked out of the champ's corner? I He, he might have. Did he get chipped? Did, chipped? What's that? Fuck! <laughs> yeah! I'll I don't you, know. Why don't we call Dean Thomas? Uh, okay. You don't want to? Sure. Let's see what he thought of the fight. I want to talk about. Oh, we can wait. We don't okay. have to call him. Well, I'm, I am wondering. We're trying to be fucking spontaneous. Well, then we. It's can, UFC unfiltered. We can go right into, and we do have. Uh, <laughs> what? Hold on a second. What do you we want have, to do? Uh, uh, Kamara Usman is calling in today. Yes, we thought we might have Mike Perry, but that was never confirmed uh, as well. We have Kamara Usman calling in shortly. Yeah, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Kamaru Usman. Kamara, and he's fighting. That's why uh, I said today? I thought you were gonna say Kamara. Uh, oh, no! Sergio Moraes is fighting. Can't all be gems. Thank <laughs> you. you Thank you, everybody. Ooh, oh, I'm not the big comedian. Ooh, and we may, and neither am I. And we may have uh, Luke Rockhold on Wednesday. We really? have uh, Thursday. We we have David Branch already. Hopefully, we get Mike too. I enjoy a good Mike Perry chat. Yeah, yeah man. I, I want to like talk him. to Mike Perry. Yeah. Right? So do I. I'm really psyched about this Rockhold Branch fight. This this uh, Pittsburgh fight. Me too. Yeah. I am. Are we are we going to... We could delve into that right now. Or we could talk more about these fights. I'm, I would say talk more about these all fights. All right, because... You Who's... Know, like, t- all right, look. Go ahead, talk to me. Fucking... Gilbert Melendez. Oh wait, wait! Oh, you getting wait? We're skipping over the one though. I'm oh, sorry. what do you want to talk I, about? I, only because I don't want it to fall under, uh, underneath sure. the uh, the radar. That doesn't make sense. I don't want us not to talk about it. Yeah, is the um, uh, Kate, it's Ketlin. Ketlin Vieira. Ketlin yeah. Vieira versus Sarah McMahon. Okay. Sarah McMahon. How many fights did she finish with that head and arm triangle? I think thirty-seven. Oh, I might be wrong. The head and arm choke. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'll look. Hold on. Head and arm uh, arm triangle. 
Look who's on my phone now. Like, look, who's that? This not is... be a <laughs> That's my phone picture. I can't even see who it is. Oh, it's Francis. <laughs> Excuse me, Matt. Francis. Francis Ngannou, the predator. Francis Ngannou. She has two finishes, but it was her last two fights before with the, this with the head and arm choke. Yeah, with the arm She track. is so awesome at that, Sarah McMahon. So it's almost ironic. Don't you think that she got caught in it? Yeah. And the way she got caught in it, Jimmy, is in actually in half guard. And I finished with this before, and I've discussed this with other um, jujitsu practitioners where they prefer to get a clean pass to finish the cross side. And I don't want to jump fights, but RDA, Rafael Machos, oh. I am, dude. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm saving myself. I don't want to start yet. I thought I'm, Matt might enjoy this, dude. I'm that guy. How about that guy starting to become my favorite fighter? Yeah. I'm freaking enjoying the hell out of his fights. I enjoy his last one with. Uh, Give me that name because it, it escapes me. Was that his and second it, welterweight fight? Yes, by the way? and the first one was a hell of a test. And and I don't know why I'm. I had this guy. Just, I'm blanking. Also, Hold we on, have to get his name because he deserves to have his. Because that guy was a tough, really tough. Johnny player. Hendricks guy just throwing out welterweight. <laughs> Tyron oh, Woodley, Tarek Safadine. Okay. Yes, yeah, Safadine. That yeah. was a that was a very a really fun fight. I like with these fights. Well, all right, let's we're gonna talk about it one in at a second. time. Oh, back yes. to Sarah McMahon. But, but Please, the one thing, Matt. listen, <laughs> he did finish also with that head arm. Yeah. Uh, a triangle, uh, uh, the arm triangle. He did that from the from the cross side, the way you traditionally do that. You could do it from mount cross side, but not many people do it from half guard, where um, uh, Ketlin did it. And that means that she's distributing her. She had, not only does she have a nice squeeze, but she is distributing her weight, bringing all her weight forward, and she's distributing her weight. So so perfectly that even even from half guard you're going to go to sleep. You know, I've seen people put to sleep like that. Um, have you ever been put to sleep like that? Have I? No, uh, but I put people about to you know see the Sandman with that. You know, it's all how you put that weight, or I make it where they have to open up the half guard because they have to try to make space. You right. know, so I was I I was I'm, I was thrilled with uh, a lot of the uh, jujitsu in this whole the whole night. I mean, so I, I enjoyed that. And that was and that was really something, man, because again, Sarah was looking for that earlier. And that was a fun fight. It was it was the second round. It felt like it was a quick fight, but it was it was a fun I, I enjoyed I like these little battles, man, and I liked how, how technical these girls were. What round did that fight end? That's the second round. For some reason I thought it was the first. I don't know. But uh but it was fun. And and uh that Ketlin, she's she's a beast in a good way. Yeah, sure. Okay, I just wanted to say that. Now, you wanted to talk about a certain Gilbert. I wanted to talk about uh, the toughness oh my God, right? of, uh, of Gilbert Melendez and those Look at that. shins. Holy shit, man. Oh, my God. That's worse than Uriah Faber's like. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, well, Uriah's like just was like a bit swollen, oh but it was my, very black that looks like You know what that looks like? Gilbert Melendez, that looks like a homeless guy's leg who has an infection. Like ha- when you yeah. see, or, or heroin addicts get legs like and that. What is the official... I don't know. It's not I, broken. Is it fractured? Or? No, it, it, I haven't heard anything about a fracture. They, it just is really dude, bruised. Dude, he was being buckled. I think in the first round by the. I mean, he, Jeremy Stevens was listen. kicking the Tough. shit out of that leg, and then he actually was switching to southpaw, and then he started getting his right leg kicked. And I think yeah. he buckled his right leg too. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Stevens is tough, man. That might be Jeremy Stevens' best performance. He looked so good. 
It happened early. It's one of those things where, no, listen, in much respect to Jeremy Stevens, I mean, that, you know, Gil Melendez is, is a monster. And it's just one of those things where this happened early. This happened really early. Didn't yeah. you think it might like, be open in the first round? Uh, over in the first round? I thought, I was shocked he came out for the second round. I thought his leg I mean, was listen, fucking finished. Fight, I mean, just to, to, to go that, the, you know, all, it happened very, it, it's not like it happened in the third round. He had to battle through. I mean, it happened, I think it happened. I don't know. I gotta Early see what happened. It did. Changes? It was like halfway through the first right? round. Yeah, he got buckled to... the first round. I'm pretty yeah. sure he got buckled yeah. the first round. And uh, after the, in the in the uh, post fight interview, uh, or, or you know, with with Rogan, I think he said that, uh, you know, he's he said it was surprised. He said that yeah, Gilbert's tough, but he hasn't evolved because he still comes out in a boxer stance. I was like, yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know if I would have phrased it like that after the guy just... I mean, you beat him. <laughs> right. You know, maybe. All right, you might be technically correct, but after he just took your fucking Jesus. hardest kicks and still wouldn't quit. Right. Did, he, did he call somebody out, Jeremy Stevens? I don't believe he did. I think he learned his lesson after yeah. he tried to call out Connor. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh, that's Who right. That was. Who the fuck is that guy? I think he said afterward he'd love to fight... Um, RDA. Uh, not RDA, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it I, shows I, you how amazing Frank Yeager is as a fighter. Because Frankie took it to Jeremy Stevens. Aldo, man. I'm sorry. I didn't you know that. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you think, Con first of all, Connor's talking about Nate 3. Uh, God bless both of those guys. I want to see other fights instead. However, do you think that Connor wants to deal with Frankie Edgar? I don't, know. I don't know who wants to deal with Frankie Edgar. I, I don't think, think anybody wants to deal with Frankie Edgar. <laughs> Connor, again, tough guy, man. He's certainly not a pussy. No. But I, I don't think that he, I think all of them are aware that Frankie Edgar uh, is just a yeah. fucking. A technical right. nightmare. Well, Frankie would have to move up now to fight him because Connor's not going to go back to featherweight. Oh, he's but, not, right. But Frankie's like the exact right, the, the exact wrong Frankie, matchup for Connor. You think Frankie so? Take him down and a strong wrestler like that. The, shit yeah. out the of way him, yeah. he blends everything, and he can take a shot too. Yeah, it's what makes him really so special. Is the way he blends everything together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, one of many things is what you know. He uh, he's he he's so awesome. But uh, so yeah, Jeremy Stevens, congratulations, and uh, Melendez. It's not. Like, it's so. It's weird. He uh, he hands down lost the fight got hurt his legs a mess but somehow you still want to see that you know it's not like oh man that guy got beat I don't want to see him just his toughness alone makes you just be like man that guy's awesome you know what I mean he so, was so tough a lot man. of guys listen guys look for a way out and they take a way out a lot less a lot quicker when the people are asking if he's okay he's you know he's a warrior so I respect that a lot. Hey everybody, this is Morgan Spurlock. That's right, that ugly guy who makes movies is now the ugly guy who's making a brand new podcast called Week in the Knees. Your number one source for the weekly recap of everything in the news, pop culture, science, politics, religion, you name it. If it's worthy of being in the news, it's going to be on Week in the Knees. Not only are we going to tell you the stories that gobbled up the news every single day, we're going to tell you the ones that were lost because of those stories. Subscribe to Week in the Knees, available on demand through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and so many more. Or subscribe today. Let me ask you, do you love this podcast? Do you love UFC Unfiltered? Well, did you know you can listen to it on Spotify while still enjoying your favorite tunes? It's easy. Just look for the podcast section within the browse tab on your mobile device or search for your favorite shows. To find more podcasts, head to Spotify.com slash podcast. Hello, uh, Kamaru. How are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys? Doing very, very well. Uh, are you you in uh, Pittsburgh right now? Yes, I've been in Pittsburgh since Thursday night. Um. Oh, okay. Do you now? Do you like getting somewhere early, or do you just go as, as like what the last possible minute? Well, I mean, uh, usually the UFC has you, us flying on a third on a Tuesday, a fight week, just to get through the fight stuff, you know, the photo shoot and all that. But 
as you guys are aware, we live in South Florida, and uh, this week has been a pretty uh, traumatic week for South Florida sure. with the hurricane. So, you know, we kind of had to flee as uh, early as possible. How, how do you prepare for that before you leave? Like, before you leave, you know it's coming. So do you have a house or an apartment there, and do you have to board up all of these windows, or do you like, all right, the complex will take care of it? Uh, I mean, that's what you try to do, you know. For those homeowners and, and people like that, you know, most of them have hurricane shutters, which is pretty much um, connected to their uh, to their houses. But, um, you know, uh, uh, for me, so some of those, uh, those of us that rent, it's kind of up to the, the landlord to kind of, come and take care of that and make sure the property is not destroyed. And so we reach out to them and some landlords actually come in and, and they'll board up for you, but some don't and they just kind of live it to chance. But fortunately we haven't really sustained any severe damage yet in the part where we live. Now where, where you live, did it, can I, I know that it moved around a little bit. Did you get hit as hard as you thought or did you get hit harder than you thought? No, we didn't. Uh, we uh, were fortunate. You know, I live in Delray Beach and so, we didn't really get touched that much. You know, we got a lot of wind and sure. maybe some trees in the streets, but, you know, nothing major. But I know down in South downtown Miami, they got flooded pretty bad. And you're from uh, from Nigeria. You moved when you, when you were five years old, your mom and dad came here? Yeah, more around, more or less like seven, eight years old, we uh, immigrated here. My dad actually immigrated here first because he went to school here and uh, was a pharmacist. But, uh, yeah, we later then joined him. And, you know, the rest was history. Uh, have you gone back to Nigeria or no? Or is it just something that you left and you don't, you don't look back on? Or is it a place that you still feel close to and go back? No, I'm, I'm definitely still close to it. I mean, uh, I, I, I've been wanting to go back. I just haven't, you know, it's been hard to, to get the opportunity to go back because we've been so busy. My dad's always working. You know, when you live here, you're working. You're always working. And so my dad's been working to try to provide for us. And then every summer that we kind of, plan on it it just never turns out because either someone has a, a to go for nationals for soccer or for wrestling or something like that now you're still working with henry hooft correct and most of your old black zillion teammates yeah yeah we um you know with that whole situation um you know nothing really changed for me you know my my jiu-jitsu coach since i i've only been doing this now four and a half years my jiu-jitsu coach has always been George Santiago. You know, my, my striking coach has always been Henry Hooft. You know, and so none of that changed for me when they all kind of went their separate ways. It's just, you know, it's the evolution of life. People want to do their own thing. People want to be their own boss. You know, you can't be upset at that. You can't be mad at that. Henry chose to do that. And, you know, he was doing a good job with the striking. And so, you know, we continue to want to train with him. And George Santiago is doing a good job with me in my jiu-jitsu, so I continue to want to train with him. And so nothing really changed for me. I still train with Michael Johnson, Anthony Johnson, Gilbert, Durino, you know, all of those guys. And so nothing really changed for me. It's just the venue at which we train is what changed. Now, let me ask you, you work your jiu-jitsu a lot with Santiago. Do you mess around with the gi at all? I know you're a former, a former, a former, a former stud wrestler. Do you mess around with the gi or not, not, not so much? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely do. I actually love the gi. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of guys don't don't like it. You know, but I like it because my wrestling is so. Uh, you know, even when I when I started to accelerate in wrestling, it was because I had the mentality that I had to dominate each and every position. 
you know, I so I was that wrestler to where I wanted to dominate you in each and every position. And I never wanted to put myself in a dangerous position because I was always dominating. And so with the gi, it slows everything down. So you have to work out, you have to kind of set traps and, and learn. You got, you got to have to use your brain a lot more than just, you know, just running over a guy. And so I actually love putting on the gi, you know, after my fights. That's that's primarily what I do is, is grapple a lot with the gi. Can I ask both of you guys a question, Matt, yeah, before man. you go? Sure. Because with the gi in, M- in the MMA, you can't use it when you're actually in fight situations. Yeah. So do you train without it as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm a wrestler. Yeah. So my first instinct would be to grapple, you know. And so, you know, the one thing that I would say is even when I am in the gi, I'm still – you know, I'm grappling. I, I, I don't, I'm still working on one of the big things for me is working on the holes, the grips, because the gi, you have to learn how to grip in certain places where I'm still freestyling and I, I still just use my hands, don't grab the grips and just basically still wrestling and trying to dominate those positions. And the other side of the coin with that is you have to address the grips. So these other guys are, you're trying to Past the guard, a guy's got his hand in your collar where he could strangle you a certain way. You got to get rid of that or find another way around. So it does add to the chess game. It, it just gives you more pieces to move with. It doesn't mean you have to be a sporty guy. I do a lot of the same finishes with or without the gay as far as Kimuras and whatnot, arm locks. It just makes it stickier, you know? And it's a resistance tool. A guy like yourself who's yourself who's built like a He-Man figure, uh, a lot of these guys that aren't as uh, powerful as yourself they could maybe do a little better with that gi because they got these grips to try to slow you down or offset your balance, and they, they don't have to be as explosive. Exactly. You know, I, I totally agree. I mean, we have, a, you know, there's a, a Pulga, Alexandra Pimentel, um, just an absolute wizard on the ground. And he's about, he fights at 145, 135 pounds, and he's a guy that will strangle you. It doesn't matter where <laughs> you're at, he will strangle you. I will just basically try to dominate him with my strength, but he just somehow finds a way to wrap his arm around your neck, wrap his arm around your collar, and next thing you know, you're choking for air. And so, yeah, it definitely helps those guys out quite a bit. Hey, do you still see uh, or talk to uh, Rumble at all? He kind of uh, retired so abruptly. That was uh, such a shock to everybody. Do do you still talk to him at all? Yeah, I talk to Rumble. Rumble was like, uh, you know, like there's there's core guys that, that are just like they're brothers, and they're guys that I, you know, I train with, and each and every time I came into the sport, knowing these guys like Rumble and, and, and Rashad Evans, and you know, so yeah, Rumble still. Uh, we actually still do strength and conditioning together. So throughout this camp, he uh, would come in and do strength and conditioning with me, you know. And so you would see in some of my pictures on, on my Instagram that me and him are, are doing strength and conditioning. But yeah, he still, you know, you can only run away from this for so long until you're content with being away from it. You know, I, I think mentally he wants to be content with being away from it. But, uh, you know, every now and then you still get that itch where he wants to punch someone in the face. He'll come in. Do you think that he's fought his last uh, MMA fight or do you think that maybe he comes back? I mean, just an opinion. I, mean, uh, I know you don't know for sure. Just, just, just a guess. Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay, that means he's coming back. Now, has he mentioned who he might want to fight? <laughs> um, I don't know, but, um, you know, hypothetically speaking... Uh, for for UFC to get somebody like him back inside the cage, it's gonna take, you know, you're gonna have to treat him, you know, like like the guy that he is. I mean, this is a guy that cleaned out a division in under a minute each and every time with a couple of punches. So I think his 
his worth is going to have to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to put seven figures up to, to get him back in there. So I'm thinking, you know, a good, if you're talking millions, I, I think, uh, you know, there's a possibility you can get him back in there. Uh, that's coming. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, but that's coming yes. from a, you're a good friend of his. Aren't no, he's you, a great brother? attorney. You're a good <laughs> you lawyer. Should, you, should, you, should his, uh, yeah. the, you might be his, you might be his, become his agent. If you'd like something. to see Rumble Johnson I back, mean, gentlemen, I mean, the figures. Let's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. It, it's Anthony Johnson, literally yeah. probably one of the scariest guys yeah. that we, we've seen inside the case. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, so much. Go ahead. No, I'm saying. Put up the money. So much. So much for that old saying, you're only as good as your last fight, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, forget about that when we're going to the negotiation table. Hey, look, I love Rumble. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. The only no, thing that might hurt him with that, with a seven-figure deal, because I do think that he's, he's worth a lot of yeah. money, is the fact that uh, he's lost to Cormier twice, and Cormier may be yeah. the champ again, so how do you sell that fight? If, if Jones it had, it had, didn't have this issue, and you could possibly sell uh, Jones Rumble, everybody wanted to see that fight. I wanted to see that more than I wanted to see uh, Cormier Jones had already seen that, so we'll see what yeah. happens with John Jones. That may okay, Rumble's uh, future may be contingent on what happens with John Jones. Yeah, I, I mean I agree, uh, and we all know styles make fights, and no. you know DC was just a horrible style matchup. No. You know, I mean I think you put up a guy like John Jones with, with Anthony Johnson, it's just a different style, and I believe John is a guy that will want to challenge himself standing up and, and trading with a guy like Anthony Romo Johnson, which makes things interesting because, yeah. you know, Anthony's he's a stand-up guy. Well, Jones has his own battle right now. We'll Jones, see how that goes. But I, look, we've talked to John before. He's a very tough guy. However, I don't think John Jones in, in, in any situation is crazy enough to say, I want to see what Anthony Johnson has in his fists. Yeah, you take that if you ha- you take that if you have to. I don't think you volunteer to stand up with Rumble. Nobody volunteers yeah. to stand up with Rumble. It's crazy. He's got to get him down. No, no. He's a long guy. I, yeah, I, I agree. But um, I, I've known John for a long time. I, I actually met him in in high school. So I, I think uh, he is he is one of those guys that could be crazy enough to say, <laughs> you know what, you know, let me let me try to see if I can taste one. You know, and if he can get through one, then he, he can make that assessment that, ah, maybe that's not that bad, or, ah, you know what, I don't like that. I don't want to do it again. No. I think he's crazy enough. He might be. Now, you now, Styles do make fights, and now your fight coming up this weekend versus uh, uh, Sergio, Mor- how do you pronounce his last name? Morais. 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 How do you pronounce it? Do you yeah, Marais. Okay, you good. say Marais. Uh, Chris is saying Marais, so That's I'm just going to go like gonna one call of them is Sergio. Right. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's listen, he's a <laughs> Sergio former, M. No, he's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Um, with your wrestling, I mean, you, uh, now with Styles make fights. Now, do you feel you haven't beat standing up? You, are you, are you have no problem taking this guy to the floor, matching him down there? What's your thoughts on your uh, opponent? Um, I mean, he, he's a very, very good uh, uh, jiu-jitsu guy uh, on top. You know, I, I think he's a little, I mean, he's sneaky on his back, but I think he's a little weak down there. You know, he's not as dominant down there. But, I mean, you, you, you've seen my fight. You've seen me mm-hmm. fight. Like, there's not, there's not one style that you can say, oh, man, can give him issues, can give me an issue. No, if I want to take him down, I will take him down. If I want to keep him standing up, I will keep him standing up and I will beat him up. It doesn't matter where the, which, First of all, I dictate where that fight's going to take place, and it doesn't matter where I dictate where it's going to take place. I will dominate him from start to finish, as I do to each and every one of my opponents. 
Nice. When you fought uh, your Leon Edwards fight, it, it's you seemed very. It seemed, if I remember correctly, in the first round, wasn't he having a little bit of success? And then you seemed really, you know, kind of like uh, Verdum is just comfortable throwing punches because he doesn't give a shit if it goes to the ground. You seem super comfortable with the idea of throwing something, not worried about if you're going to the ground. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you have to make adjustments. I, I think the best fighters, you know, in the game, you have to be able to adjust because each and every fight, you come in with the game plan an overall game plan. Like, okay, this guy is good on his back, let's keep him standing. Oh, this guy's a great striker, let's take him down. You come you come away with the overall plan, but you have to be able to adjust second or third or fourth time in that fight to be able to ensure the win. And so with Leon Edwards, I, I which I believe he's probably one of the most talented guys that I fought, you know, um he um he he, he the first round he, he gave him some issues. I can tell he was well prepared. He trained well you know, no excuses. I had some things going on, going into that fight, you know, going on with my body. But, you know, when when he was kind of posing a threat and, and being a little difficult and stubborn going down to the mat, I had to just basically switch it up and, and show that, you know, I have stand up. Just because I dominate everyone, taking them down and beating them up does not mean I can't stand with anyone. Have you changed anything in the way you fight? Because of your first fight, uh, you had, I think you were one, two, three, you were five and... Uh, Five and one, and, and uh, the five wins were all TKOs, and then a submission, and the last four wins are all unanimous decisions. So I'm wondering if you if you have changed anything, or have you changed any of your style in the in the opening round or in the opening two rounds? Now, um, yeah, um, you know, my first couple of fights, I, I was basically like I, I said, I've been doing this four and a half years. I came in, I was a wrestler with with a little bit of boxing. Fifty three and, and three, so, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was uh, my actually senior high school senior year record. You know, I mean, I went to college. My college record was probably like what one twenty eight and maybe fifteen or something like that. You know, but uh, you know, it's I came in basically a wrestler, so I could take guys down, continue to take them down at will, and just overall just dominate them until they broke, and then just beat them up until they gave up. You know, And, and that that was the style that I had at that point. You know, but I realized the more and more you get into this game, you, you kind of have to evolve. You have to be diverse because at the end of the day, this is a hurt business. This is entertainment. People are paying to see you, you know, come and entertain them with your fists and, and you know, and all elbows and knees and, and, and whatnot, you know. And so I think I've, I've made the adjustment to be more well-rounded as opposed to just taking guys down, beating them up until they quit. And so that's what I think uh, – you know, and some of those, uh, you know, have been unanimous decisions. But, you know, you, you can look at those decisions. They they weren't, okay, close decisions or this and that. I have dominated these guys. I have beat the, beat the living shit out of these guys. I mean, it, it's they, they don't put up, they can't put up a fight. They come in and they, they think they can put up a fight, but they can't. I beat them everywhere. I stand up and strike with them. You can look at the top 15 in the division right now. There's not one guy that you can point out that can say, you know what, I think that guy could give Usman a, a tough fight. No, there's not one guy. I'm well-versed in each and every style, and I, I, I will put hands on everyone you, in the division. Now, I know. Um, even against a guy like uh, a wrestler like Tyron, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, you know what, I, and that's one thing. You know, Tyron can wrestle pretty well, but he hasn't wrestled in a long time. I can still wrestle. I can still take guys down in a fight whenever I choose. And we all know at the end of the day, Tyron will get tired. Have you ever seen me get tired in a fight? Have you ever seen me breathe hard? No. You know, Tyron, Tyron's a very tough and talented guy. And, and, and in fairness, he's doing five-round fights too. 
Yeah, but he's a good champion. Even when he was having three round fights, he was still getting tired. You know, he just—it's just something about. And there's—I know about guys like him. There's just something about preserving energy that they're not good with. And you know, you can see the way that I fight. I'm the guy that's going to make him uncomfortable enough to where I can definitely empty out that gas tank a lot faster than anybody else. And my gas tank will never be on E. You know, when I go in these fights, the one thing that I always say to myself is that I have a bigger shovel than each and every one of these guys. So when it comes down to digging deep, my shovel is a lot bigger. But against the guy, how do you think against a guy like uh, Thompson, who's, who's, you know, again, he fought a great wrestler, and he seems pretty good at staying away. Uh, what do you do against a guy like that? He, he, did, he did well at staying away a bit, but is there a hole in his game? Can you say there's a hole in his game? In, in uh, Wonderboy's <laughs> game? In Wonder Boy's game, can you say there's an area where he's weak? I, I would say that the uh, on the ground would be of of, of all of his uh, thing. I think on the ground he's definitely most vulnerable. Exactly. And what do I do best? I can take a guy down whenever I want. There's not one guy that I fought that I haven't been able to take down. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm picking up what he's putting down, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, so you're fighting. You're on the main card, uh, Sergio Moraes. Uh, it's the main card this Saturday from Pittsburgh. This is uh, Rockhold Branch. And um, it's Saturday the 16th, and I guess it's UFC Fight Night. What's that, a 10 o'clock start for the MN card? Yeah, an FS1. Good luck, man. It's really great. We've never had you on before. It was, it was really nice talking to you. And uh, I'm interested to see if you call anyone out. Do you have a name in mind if you win this fight? Because, again, the guys uh, that seem to get the fights they want are the guys that mention it. You know, and that, that's something that, that, uh, that uh, I, I, you know, it's kind of been rubbing me, made me feel some type of way because, you know, each and every time I've fought, I've dominated my guys. And I mean, you can look at the discrepancy from my fights, you know, from the strikes that I land to the strikes that are being landed on me. You know, it's a huge discrepancy. And so I go out there, I dominate these guys, I beat them up, and I ask for somebody. But for some reason, they don't seem to want to give me that guy. And so it's, it feels like kind of a slap in the face. So when I go out and I call somebody out, and they don't want to give me that guy. or Which in turn, I'm pretty sure that guy's like, you know what, I don't want to fight him. You know, but who do you think didn't those. want to fight you that you called out? I mean, look at the the list goes on. I mean, look at the guys. I've called out Don Young Kim. Did I get that fight? No, I called out um, Neil Magny. Did I get that fight? Absolutely not. I, I it doesn't matter. I call these Damian Maya. Did I get that fight? No. Ooh. I call these guys out. I'm sure they say, you know what? Let me go down that roster, that top fifteen. Yeah, I'm not fighting that guy. You I'll- know, I'm the one guy in the division who whose style they can't match. I mean, there's no way. They have a shot at beat well, nowhere. You called out Magni, and uh, I'm sure you saw what happened uh, uh, this uh, against RDA this weekend. Yeah, I, I watched that, you know, but it, it's kind of it was kind of a slap in the face for me because, you know, I, I'm I'm ranked uh, I think 13th. A while back, I was ranked 12th or ninth, actually ninth or ten, as high as ninth or tenth in the division, and and then you have RDA that bumps up into the division, comes in and fights a guy that's ranked below me, beats that guy. You know, in a decision, uh, I think maybe a split decision, and then they rank him ahead of me. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a slap in the face, and then he comes out and he gets the Neil Magny fight, and you know, and that's like what you saw happen to Neil Magny would have been worse. I would have mauled him. You yeah. know, and so when you see things like that, it's kind of like a slap in the face. Now, I'm not saying don't be yourself because you want to be yourself. So I'm not saying don't be be disrespectful or anything like that. But I think maybe you should state your case a little more. Like, I want to fight this guy. 
I'll do this to this guy, and this this guy, I, I guarantee he don't take the fight. Like, put a guy on blast, you know? I'm, and I'm not saying don't be out of character, because it's always worse when somebody tries to force some fake Connor shit. When it's, but, you know, man, I mean, you obviously, I mean, by talking to you right now, you obviously believe in your abilities. You're yeah. getting a little angry, uh, you know, a little bit like, hey, man, why ain't I getting my shot? It's what's that from? Like, yeah, tell him why you're angry, man. Tell him, you know. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Matt. Absolutely, yeah. and, and and you know, uh, it's it, it, I, I feel the exact same way because um, when I called out Damian Maya, he was yeah. sitting at the arena, literally yeah. a few feet away from me. When I told him Dana White put him up, I will stop him in the first round. Yeah. He was sitting right there in the arena when I said that to him. That's crazy. You know? No one calls out Damian Maya, do they? Nobody wanted to deal with Damian Maya in that division. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that fight in that division except me. And Damian didn't want that fight, obviously, because it never happened. So, you know, it is what it is. That for some reason, uh, you know, I, I honestly believe it's because they're trying to market the guys that are in or from the countries to where you know UFC is kind of broken into and, and got TV deals there. So I, I understand that you want to market those guys, but you know, when you have a real threat in the division. And you can look up and down those rankings. I am probably the only guy that you can say, okay, that guy will give the champion a hard time. Call out Gunnar Nelson. (laughs) Call out Gunnar Nelson. Say you went to Iceland and the Northern Lights are fake. That's how you get Gunnar Nelson pissed off. Well, listen. You know what? I was at his side fight when he got finished in the first round, which I knew was going to happen. I said that. He passed up on me. He had a chance to fight me that last fight because I was available. But he said, you know what? No, I don't want to fight the number 11 guy. I want to go down and fight the number 13 and 14 guy. And he chose that guy and got finished in the that first round. That was Ponzinibbio, right? Yeah, call out yeah, Ponzinibbio exactly. then. He's jumped up. I think he's seven now. <laughs> no, I, I love Ponzinibbio. You know that. Well, listen, yeah, but you, let's be real. He will never take that fight. Well, hey, man, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you this weekend. We're going to be watching. I'm looking for forward sure. to this fight very yeah. much, man. You're a fun guy to watch. And you do maul people, honestly. You are uh, you look like an extremely unpleasant guy to uh, have to deal with in the ring. So good luck on the main card uh, this Saturday uh, uh, against Brace, uh, a branch uh, Rockhold. And uh, we'll talk to you again, man. It was great having you on. Tell Henry I said hello also, please. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. And I will definitely tell him. Uh, all right, Kamaro. Right. Take care. Take care, bro. All right. Bye. I li- listen, I he's like nice him. Guy. He's a nice guy. He's tough dude too, man. The more you're talking to him, the more he's getting a little fired up where he's not getting the attention. I was hoping to give us I a like rumble that. scoop. I wanted a rumble yeah, scoop. I, I, he was in the rumble scoop. But you know what? Yeah, he, he, guy, he should get mad. And because, uh, you know, again, if you're doing that and guys are, are jumping ahead of you in the rankings, yeah, I don't blame him for being pissed off. Now, that's, I know you didn't want to talk want. about the RDA fight, but I would like to. Oh, Matt, God, you didn't seem to. Matt skipped yeah. over that one. He wouldn't watch it. He I'm didn't care about it. I like RDA. Oh, my God. I love RDA at welterweight. He is. I'm bringing out the love word i yeah. love it His, these last two fights a two is they're so entertaining and i love i mean everybody knows this guy is a striker pretty much yeah. look how great his jujitsu is in these last two fights you know is he, he's um, a black belt though isn't he yes he's a black yeah. belt it might be under Gordo. Why uh, are people surprised when a black belt is good i guess that maybe that's not what he's been using no, but some there's, there's guys that use it the right way and there's guys that don't and I love the way positionally he got on top early, I believe, with that kick, right? He kicked his leg out or? Yes, very early, yeah. And it never got back to the feet, right? Am I right? It never got back. No, he, you're absolutely right. That's a guy who has good positional jujitsu. Yeah. He got on top, he got past that half guard, good shoulder pressure. Um, he went right into that beautiful head and arm choke from Crossside where it's like, yo, it was it was it was masterful. It was 
it was a thing of beauty. I was yelling <laughs> with myself. I'm Matt. by myself, which is kind of, you know, my kids think I'm nuts. You need a chum there. I, I did. I mean. You could have called me back. I was going to call back Chris. I would have went. Like, I had like no one to watch it with. I was alone. His, his wife's probably like, what is, you know, it's I don't Saturday have a wife. night. This guy's calling you. I don't have I know a wife. You. I know I'd come you. over. I'm talking about. Uh, oh, you could ask me to come over. I'm you a know good what guest. It was? I didn't know what time I was getting back. I would have invited everybody. I'd have come over. I had nobody. Sure, pal. I had nobody. I was just by myself. <laughs> the kids fights. are in the other room. Dad's yelling again. But I was so. I, had a I got so. Pocket. Oh, man. Sure. People get. Oh, I love hot pockets. I know you do. You know what I had the other day? <laughs> the uh, friends of listen, friends of the family, uh, the Altmans, they're their sweet family from the dance school my kids go to. They um they they uh they bought us uh, some from Chicago. They sent it over with the dry ice where it gets delivered, like five pies of the Chicago style pizza that we talked about recently. Oh. I, Jimmy, Chris, the producer, heard me talking to my wife earlier, and I was trying to be quiet because sure. I didn't. I didn't want to sound like a fat guy. She's like, what are we going to eat later? What do you want to? And I know we have some of that pizza left over. So I'm like, you know, I try to say it low because I don't want to, you know, yeah. he's listening. And he's not, he's not trying to listen, but it's a small room. Yeah, I'm not judging. So um, he's not judging me, but I'm sure. like, I'll take the leftover pizza, sweetheart. And she's like, you want all the pizza? I'm like, yes, I'll take all the pizza. And he's sitting there and I'm like, all right. Because I think I got some drunken Sicilian leftover also, which you did try. We got to go for pizza one time. That's my goal. When I dro- drop a <laughs> go few more pounds, no, no, I want to drop some more weight, and I want to go for some pizza. Have you ever eaten at Joe's on 6th Avenue? I think I did that in a new uh, episode uh, of uh, Dana White looking for a fight. We uh, went to Joe. We went to a few. Joe on 6th Avenue is fucking killer. So. It's traditional slice. Me and Colin go there. You stand, we just stand up. Yeah? You stand up and eat. I there's not a lot of... There's no seats... Here's, here's I don't want to motto. Sound, Stand up, s- motherfucker. Is there no kneeling room? I thought you do this. Oh, thing. kneeling room only. God <laughs> damn, Chris is good. <laughs> do you have a pre-sale coming up or something? I do. I'll plug it too, okay. but I, I wanted to hear Matt's food story. So you and Colin yeah. doing stand-up over at where? Nowhere. We just stand there and eat yeah! fucking Joe's. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, I will Whoa. plug. Kneeling room only. Thank you. People have been asking yeah. about my dates. I have I a bunch of them going on sale tomorrow. Uh, there's pre. No, no. The pre-sale so is tomorrow. Dirty. They go on sale Friday. Um, the dates that have been added. Uh, from November into February, Philadelphia, Bethlehem, PA, Montclair, Chicago, Iowa, St. Louis, Kansas. Just go to my website. Two gigs in Michigan, Denver, Red Bank, Huntington, and San Antonio. JimNorton.com. The uh, pre-sales start tomorrow morning on a lot of these cities, and they go on sale Friday morning. So uh, please come out to the Kneeling Room Only Tour. Thank you. Good good segue, Chris. Yeah. yeah no problem. I needed to plug that. Oh, plug But this. the RDA fight was tremendous. <laughs> Let's talk also about- About uh, what, Jimmy? What I'll you... talk about anything you want to talk about. All right. I Let's get excited th- all of a sudden. What, what did you think? Talk to about, me. About uh, how good did fucking, Ooh, by the way, Henry Cejudo, how good did Henry oh, wow. Cejudo look? Holy shit. Man. Unbelievable. He he revamped his striking, so obviously he actually kind of has like that karate, almost yeah. counter stance. They, they mentioned great. that too. He looked, yeah. he, it was a vibe. Is that the first fight he's done that in? Yeah. I he looked fast too. How old is he? So how, how old is that guy? He, he's got to be I, I'm seventeen because he's an Olympian. <laughs> I, I don't guess well. Yeah, he's probably got to be. Uh, let me say, I'm not gonna guess. I, I want to know because is he in his twenties? He's thirty. He's oh, thirty. He's thirty. All right. Yeah. Well, look at the. I mean, he is improving with each fight, but he is smart though. He's saying he's basically saying that he'll. From what I got of it, I mean, I have to listen to it again. But I was listening to his. His post-fight uh, um, cage um, uh, interview. Interview, yes. And he was basically saying that he, you know, he he's going to fight again. Like he, he's looking forward to it or something. But he's not calling him right away. Like in other words, he knows he's improving. Right. So he's like, I don't, it doesn't look like he's in a rush to go back for that belt again. How old is he? Sorry, he's thirty. Oh, oh it, he's it, younger it, than I thought. Dude, in a in a year or so, the way things are going, 
or less, a little more, man, we'll, we'll, I wonder what we're going to be watching. Look how, at this guy. How long? When was his first professional fight? How long has he been fighting? I, I, why do I think he's he didn't older? fight Sergio Pettis? Did he not yet? No, and that's, that's uh, a great fight. That, that was what was that, scheduled. I would he love. Had to pull out. I would love to see that. That Sergio Pettis is another guy looking better and better right. as, and he's a young kid. That is a fight. Yeah, that is a fight. I'd lo- I mean, Sergio Pettis is he coming off? How many wins is he coming off? Uh, is he coming off a few or no? Yeah, two or th- at least All at right. least two. Because yeah, he's got to be up. What is he ranked? Uh, let's see. Yeah. I would like to know that. Is he top ten? Was he fifteenth last time? Sergio's now number four. So who oh, wow, number way two? Off. Hey, look, I was man. off by eleven. Those guys, those guys <laughs> should fight to see who's gonna. And then you also got Benavidez. Uh, Joe well, Benavidez yeah. is out. He had an ACL. I think, so those so. other guys, those two should fight. Yep. And see who's what's up, man. To see who would, who would be good versus uh, Mighty Mouse. Okay. Now, by the way, oh Mighty. Wait, what's his name? Mighty. Yeah, it's Mighty Mouse. He doesn't change it. It's yeah. Mighty. Okay. Now listen, Yunjechik uh, to totally change subjects has hinted that a fight's going to be announced soon. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I do want to say, here's my guess and what I want for the Garden. Uh, we have, of course, Bisping GSP. I want, and we have fucking TJ and Cody as the co-main. I want Joanna and Rose to be the fucking third championship fight at the Garden. That's what I want that night. That'd be great. I want Rose, Namiunas. Who knows? And and Joanna and Jake. That's the fight I want to see. Just as much as I want to see the other fights. That'd be so fun. Uh, TJ and Cody, be I want a little bit more. That is gonna but, be so uh, good. That's going to be tremendous. Before we talk about the main event. Okay. Which we're going to talk about. Oh, 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 we're going to talk about it. Yes. We didn't talk about our buddy that called in. Why? I, I think we're going to have to see grow. It's good that he got this experience. Yep. He did not look uh, overwhelmed. I just think it comes down to experience. Oh, the other Latifi, yeah. It was, was just uh, yeah. Tyson veteran. Pedro versus uh, oh, the other Latifi. Yeah. Latifi. <laughs> Latifi's a, a tough son of a gun. You know? That's yeah. a handful. And, he, and, and again, it's, it, it's almost like watching. Uh, Rick Glenn against uh, Gavin Tucker. You have a guy who just knows how to beat a hot young prospect. Like he knows exactly what to do yeah. to take a guy like that, and that was what he did. He just uh, he kept him on the ground, and he just he really he looked he didn't look bad, but he looked like oh okay he has some growing. Yeah, yeah. that that's what it is. It's I still ex- love. Tyson it really Pedro. is. Exp- I like. I think he's entertaining. I like this walkout. He came out to Mariah Carey, which I thought was very brave. And that's because it's your favorite and- song. Because of producer? Yeah, no, it's because it's your favorite. It's all right if you like Mariah Carey. Well, listen to me. I'm not denying it. Um, It was... I I, want to see what's next for both of these guys. Interesting stat, too. Coming into the fight, Pedro had a total of 17 minutes professional fighting career. I think all of his fights combined came to 17 minutes. Right, yeah, he was 6-0. Yeah, and he had fought uh, Tyson Pedro. He had Uh, had knocked so many guys out in the first round. That alone is a great thing for him. Yeah, I mean, he literally doubled his time. I mean, he almost doubled his entire professional fighting time in the cage in three five-minute rounds. Right. And it's not like he got destroyed. No, I no, mean, no. He, he had a tough fight, but... Yeah. I mean, he, he was clearly dominated, but he, uh, you know, he, he doubled his, his, his professional fighting experience in one fight. Wow. The main event. The main event, Jimmy. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I was so, happy so, with Am I too the, loud in your headphones? No. All right, Jimmy. What, by the way, before we get into the main event, oh, you're, now. Doing, you're doing a chip thing later on? It's a live podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be over. It will have happened already. Yeah. Who's the guest? Is it, is it, is the is guests it? are, uh, were uh, uh, Colin Quinn, Anthony Cumia, Bobby Kelly. Oh my, God. Uh, my What is this? The all-star studded? Radio partner, Sam Robertson, of course, Lauren, the producer. So we have six people on the stage, but it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. I think it. Uh, I'm hoping it'll go well. Is Hopefully it in front of an audience? Oh yeah, it was into the Village Underground. It sold out very quickly. 
How many people? A little over 200. I want to watch. I want to watch some Tickets run fast. One day, can you let me know and I'll just go in the oh, back now. and I'll watch? Well, that's, a, that's the first one we've done that's live. We've always done them. We do them in the studio above the Comedy Cellar yeah. once a week, and we have a very small sp- space there. So we'll have like six or seven people, but that's all that fits. It's not meant to have an audience. All right. You'll well, I know you're like, having I'm, fun with it. I love it. Good, Jim. People hate Jim Norton. They love Chip. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> the opposite for me, though. I'm finished. You're starting, I, to, I, you're starting to warm up to Chip. I love Jimmy, and yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, I, I think Chip's is good for people, but I want to punch his face. Let's talk about the main event. What did you think? Uh, well, before I tell you what I I know what Can I, I noticed thought. this one thing, Amanda uh, walked out with a breathe right strip, and all I could think of was our conversation. I'm like, her sinuses must be kicking her fucking ass for her to have to walk out with a breathe right strip. That means your nose is blocked. You right. can't breathe. A breathe right strip opens you up. It stretches the cartilage. I use them every night when I go to bed. That's why that little strip I have. That's a breathe right scar. I understand what she goes through with her nose and face. It's awful. Did you think I she love Amanda won the fight? Talk to me. You know, I was comfortable with the decision, but maybe that's just because I like Amanda so much. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I, it was a very, what did you, what did you, very okay. tough fight to call. Close, very close. Close fight. Yeah. Sure. Close. And Valentina raised Chris, the thing, well, the producer, her face oh. is a little bit more messed up than mine, but that yeah. was, yeah. you know. Amanda, uh, Amanda, Amanda's uh, cardio was very good, too. W- weren't we concerned about Amanda's uh, cardio at one point? Yeah. yeah. And I thought she looked like she fucking, she was moving through the entire fight. She didn't yeah. seem to slow down. Well, and she said that I think she wanted to go five rounds. Yeah, you know but I mean? she, she really wanted to test herself and, and she came through. But Valentina got that fourth and fifth round that she had wanted and it did not uh, right. change anything. No, I thought Amanda won the first round, the fifth round, and I forget whether I gave her the second or the third, but I had Amanda winning it. Yeah. All right. It was very close. I I thought Valentina did better with the strikes. I thought she. I thought a lot was given... On those takedowns, is that the most dominant? Did that make that much of a difference? Well, when she took her down, I believe in the fourth round, she didn't get. She almost. She wasn't taking her down with an intention to finish to work her over or anything. She just took her down, being happy she got those points. She had her back. Uh, Valentina had two hands on her wrist. She got out of that without taking. I don't think one punch, and she got out of that back to her feet. And she was coming back strong the last round. Can I ask you a question about the... When you say you think she took her... Do you think that that was like, hey, this is a really close round. Yes. And I want to try to win the round by securing a takedown without the intent to finish. uh, There was... When she got it down, she... she, And now she's a black belt. She got both hooks in or was going to get the hooks in. And then Valentina had that wrist. And then Valentina fought her way out of a very bad position. And at that point, I don't even think Amanda... She tried to keep her down, but I don't think she... She's already in her head, I think, felt that, all right, that takedown made a difference in this round. Were you surprised Valentina yeah. was able to get out of that? Uh, I was. The way she got out was great. I mean, and there's the thing, difference is th- that last takedown with people like, oh, that might have uh, secured it for Amanda. Look at that again and look at the hard elbows. Yeah, Valentina was hurting. A, she got more damage on top than Valentina got on bottom from that takedown. So why is that takedown even... What does that mean? Right. She took her down and she got elbowed in the face a few times. No, not Valentina, not the one who should be getting elbowed. The Amanda just getting on top, happy she's on top, even though she's getting blasted in the face. I don't blame Valentina. I can see both of them making a case for why they won. Sure. The takedowns were the most dominating thing in that round, but, but what did they lead to? They led to two things, jack and shit. 
Jack wasn't in the octagon. <laughs> it, was, but, it, now, was, it was a tentative first round for Valentina, which I think might have cost her the fight. This is, now, I talked to Longo about it, and I told Longo, I go, look, I'm talking about the great Ray Longo, and I told him I thought Valentina won. And he said she, should, she shouldn't she shouldn't be Longo could get a little uh, hardcore. He goes she shouldn't be complaining about shit. I go whoa. <laughs> I go who? I go Valentina. I go. He goes. I go. You don't think? I go. You the guy with the the striker don't think that you know she, she won. He goes look. She was missing too. He was saying and you know the other one has just been problems with the cardio. You're not making it work. You're not fucking making it work at all. So you wanna what are you complaining about in the sense that. You're counter-striking, but you know this. You're not making this girl exert anything as far as you're just being a counterfighter. You know, you're not trying to go to the body. You're not trying to do this. You're just basically, you're letting off some nice combinations. I love the way she stays in the pocket where she just dips out of the way and comes back with a three-piece. And it's awesome. I Listen, I, I really like her as a fighter because I think her attitude is that where you got to kill this girl. I mean, she's like, yeah. she's got, she is what you want in a fighter. If you're training this girl, I can guarantee no one's having a problem. This girl's a fighter. So you know that. Uh, even though I would have, I when I'm looking at it, I would have gave it to her based on what I was telling you as far as what the, when she got taken down, she did more on bottom. And, but at the same time, is it enough to complain? I thought, after talking to Longo, he made me think about it a little more too, where it's like, you know, you're right. I mean, she really should have made her work more. If you know this girl's, you didn't really push that action in those last, you know. Well, that was your big claim. It's like, hey, if I had had two more rounds, yeah. and, then, and then if you don't make her work, what do you expect? Then she's but, fresh in the fourth. But in her mind, she's walking out of that cage clean. You're good. I know I wiped my mouth, so you wiped yours. I always do that. I know. It's like when I do this with my nose, I'm going under my nose, you go into your nose, and you start. It's true. When you grab your crotch, I grab mine. I know. Chris grabs his. I know. It's a party. It's a fucking <laughs> disgusting party. <laughs> a disturbing, disgusting party. No, but um, bring me back. You're talking about. Yes. Um, uh, the main event. Being tired. Yeah. Uh, she did not make her, work. make her work enough. And I, listen, I mean, it worked for her before. Like she'd counter strike with, with Holly Holm and she had great success with it. And. She's a, she's really awesome. I, I really enjoy watching her fight. I would have gave her the nod, Nat, but it really was close. After talking you to Ray, know? you're like, that's yeah, not crazy. Well, he, he, Ray made a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's why I go to him a lot where I'm like, look, this is what I think. And I still think that. I still think sure. I would have I gave it to her. Um, but he did make a very good point where it's like, look, you know, you got, if you, if, what are you complaining about? You didn't really, did you really try to finish the girl? I mean, you know, you were laying some nice, combinations but she was missing also some so i think she should have uh been a, a little bit more aggressive because sure. it wasn't like she had it wasn't like a gas she had no problem with her gas tank make that girl fight more so that fifth round is just hor uh, you know oh, yeah nightmare horrendous well and actually when valentina was engaging you could see that it was annoying amanda and that she yeah. was starting to exert more energy but she just never sustained it's, it i but you know for people booing and stuff i did enjoy it i was i yeah. was in i was i was definitely how can, how can they boo that fucking i don't know each other for five rounds i i don't they, people get they get anxious or there's some been finishes and then they want to see another one and by that time there's some people are drunk who knows but i did enjoy it you know hey listen and congrats to the, the champ i don't want to be a prick i mean i really like amanda yeah me too this um I was going to say a swell person, but... Why wouldn't you? Why? Because Oh, I'm... gee, go on now, Mr. Sarah. I know. Why would I say swell? Because we're in 1958. I was going to say UFC. I just want to know if she... sure is Wait, hold on. Did she, did she Hosted fly... by the Hardy Boys. Did she fly <laughs> Dean Thomas? Did I... she? I don't know. 
Well, uh, I, we should ask him. Let's just call him really quick. Can we just call, call now. the guy? Call Dean Thomas right, right, right I'm now. just going to try him. We'll see. Just call. If he doesn't pick up, he doesn't pick up. Okay. God knows. We're going to, you know. I, I actually, I think we're just calling him out because I, I miss the guy. The good Lord knows, and he's not saying. I miss, What? I'm looking forward to this weekend, though, Jimmy. We're going to talk I about it too. more the next podcast. Yes, we will. We, well, yeah, we have. We may have. We have. Uh, uh, we may have uh, Rockhold me. calling in. We're hoping shy. for Luke. Oh, really? He better Luke. Call. Yeah. Uh, him. Who do you, now? Mike Perry the, versus uh, Thiago Alves is, is is a fucking fight. I can't take anyone over Mike Perry right now. You know, we got Hector Lombard fighting again. Yes, we do. I cannot take anyone over Mike Perry now. Mike, Mike, Perry. Pa- Mike Perry's fun. He's a fun guy, man. He really yes. is. And uh, I don't know, man. That That's definitely, I mean, Thiago is a very technical striker. Mike Perry's not with ATT. No, he's not. What the hell am I thinking? I do not know where he's fighting from. <laughs> so neat. I'm looking at this whole card. And what do you think of a Rockhold versus Branch? Branch does seem focused, man. He certainly does. No? No. No Dean Thomas? No Dean Thomas. He's practically practicing right. his fucking lemon stand-up or his shitty improv. <laughs> He's probably doing one of... One Do you of like something. watching improv? Oh, dude, I'd fucking... Loves it. I'd fucking... I, no, I hate it. I, abso- <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I love it. that you hate it. Wait, uh, so, so there's... Oh, shit, wait a... Guys, did we even know that Uriah Hall's fighting? No. no we, not, yeah, yeah, we did, of course. Who's he fighting? Christoph Jocko. Oh, we yes, talked, we did. We yeah, talked to him. Yeah, when we he was talked to him about When he was that. in, we talked to him. But we, now the fight's here. It feels like we talked to him a while ago. No, we talked to him when he was in studio, I believe, about that. We, uh, we, no, he actually called in. He was training at the... Uh, he's training out in Vegas. At the that's what it is. Oh, okay. I just yeah. you know what it is. It oh, cre- he's complaining it, about Connor's car. It crept, right. it okay. crept right. up on me. I knew he was fighting coming up. I just didn't know it was this weekend. Oh, man. Good luck. I watch a lot of fights. See on the main card? What? I do too. He's, no, the, he's on the prelims. He's the, when do those prelims start? You see where I segued into that? Beautiful. And let's talk about the fight pass too. Let's give a pro. Well, we're going to promote this again, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about it on the next episode. But yeah, UFC fight pass prelims start at 7.30 Eastern uh, on Saturday. This then, Saturday. This Saturday. Uh, FS1 prelims are on at 8 p.m. And then the main card is on FS1 as well at 10 p.m. Eastern. doesn't really. I mean, the main card, the prelims, if they're all on the same channel, I mean, who really. Right? Yeah, they're all just yeah. great fights. Starts at I'm looking forward to it, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, what is the rest of your day like? Talk to me. I have to I have uh again by the time people are hearing this, I've done the chip podcast. I know. So it was either great or I was murdered for a poor performance. <laughs> yeah. Check your uh, yeah. All right. Are we are we almost done? Are we gonna be yes, getting out of here? I mean, yeah, I think we I, had a good day. You look like you have to go to the bathroom. I have to use or... the restroom badly. Do you? Is that why you're making those weird faces? Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you know, people don't have to train with me, but I do like if they train. Sure. Because jujitsu makes you a better person. Martial arts in general, but I'm, um, you know, I favor jujitsu. Of course you do. All right, for a master. You know, hey, listen, SarahBJJ.com. September 24th, I'm going to be in Myrtle Beach visiting my buddy uh, Frankie Patches at Sarah BJJ Myrtle Beach. I haven't been down there in a in a hot minute. That the kids say that now. That means really a long that. time, Jimmy. I know. Jimmy wants to leave. Chris. I have to pay. He's really All right, now, yeah. all right, listen, gang. <laughs> Thank you so much. SarahBJJ.com. Train jujitsu, people. Or train something. Hi. Salat. Do anything. Do something. <laughs> I say to myself in the mirror. <laughs> Is uh, that what you say, Jimmy? Yes. Thank you very much to Kamara Usman. Uh, it was great to have him on. And uh, looking forward to talking to Luke Rockhold on uh, Thursday if we get him. So much. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yes, we are. Are we going together on the train? We certainly are. You don't want to eat pizza with me now? I would love to, but I can't. Okay. I'm seeing somebody now, and I, I have to drop a few. But they're with you. They're with you for you. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're with somebody, you usually can gain a little pound. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. you got to make sure that they want to have sex with you. Yeah? Sure. 
Okay, Jimmy. I'll have pizza with I, her. I, you know what? My, well, I've been eating so bad, Jimmy. I know you gotta go. I, I just don't want to. Look at him. He's just. I'll, we'll talk more on the on the train. Me and you. All right, guys. Bye, everybody. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.